guys, it's your favorite podcaster, Matthew Williams, here with another episode of the Winning Season Podcast. As always, I like to give a small introduction, and you know what, I'm going to keep this one super simple and super short, okay? (laughs) Today's episode, I had the honor of interviewing an amazing new vocalist that is finding his way into the pop genre of music. So, like I always say, grab your favorite snack, grab your favorite drink, water, Coke, Pepsi, if you want to get a little sippy sip, go on do so, okay? <laughs> and have fun, as I have the honor and privilege of talking to new and upcoming pop sensation, Christian Edmund. Love you guys. Bye. Hello, everyone. And scene. (laughs) (laughs) I am your host, Matthew Williams, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Winning Season Podcast. This is actually episode three. Ooh, episode three. Episode three, episode three. Season two, A. Season two, A. (laughs) Yay, yay. And I'm excited to have with me a wonderful guest. Um, he's actually relatively new to the entire scene of, I don't even want to say podcasting, but um, I want to say music in a way. He is 18 years old? 17. I was going to say 17. Okay. 17. <laughs> 17 years old. He is a senior in high school. Um, and he's just phenomenal. So without further ado, I would like to introduce some and others, Mr. Christian Inman. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You are welcome, sir. (laughs) All right. So who is Christian Inman? Now, you can attack this two ways. You can attack it in the form of an artist, or you can attack it, attack it in the form of just Christian as the whole person. But who is Christian Inman? Okay. Um, Christian Inman is crazy. Um, he's quite insane, and he loves people to death. Uh, he is a pop R&B singer-songwriter who loves to make music that makes people feel less alone in the world. Um, he is, he loves to spread love and loves love because love is amazing and people need more love in the world and more happiness and positivity. And um, as you said, he is 17. And yeah, that's Christian Inman. <laughs> I would say we can end it here, but we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> so you, so you know, what is your background? You know, like I, I know your background because yeah. fact we've known each other for a good few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, it will probably hear this um, in a few weeks. My mother uh, actually befriended Christian Inman's mother. And his mother actually ended up being my mother's boss. And on top of that, they just became very good friends. (laughs) 
Uh, and I actually had the privilege of watching him grow up, right? Like his mother saw me and watched me and my brother grow up, but I actually saw Christian and his brother and watched him grow up. I baby, I don't want to say babysat him, but <laughs> there was one time, I don't know if you remember this, but there was one time where my mother and your mother were not in the office and they were doing something, but it was me by myself, you and your brother all at the table. I'm doing homework. I don't know what y'all are doing. And all of a sudden, y'all just go back and forth. And I said, hey, I said, y'all better stop. What y'all not going to do is fight in his office. I will shut it all down and you will just sit there and stare at the wall. Now, do you want that? And y'all was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, my oh, God. God. I remember telling my mother. You remember that. I, uh-huh. I, I, I forget. Was I in middle school? I forget what year that was. I think it was like 2009, 2010. You were young, young. Uh, but we were young. And I just remember telling my mother, and she told your mother, and y'all, the both, they both just bust out laughing. was like, oh. yeah, he ain't the one to play with. <laughs> uh, and so that's how we've just grown up, right? Yeah, um, yeah. very close knit family friend dynamic. Um, even now, y'all, I can go to my mother and be like, "I'm writing this paper for college or trying to get into college," and da 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 da. Can you look over it? And then I'll also put in like the email and like, if you have a chance, can you send it to Miss Misha? Send it to Miss Inman, please. Miss Inman and my mother, especially Miss Inman, they're good for destroying a paper and getting yeah. it you, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I remember I asked her to look over my paper for, I was trying to get into Liberty University and I wanted her to look over it. And she had, she sent it back to me. Like we was back and forth like three times. That fourth mm-hmm. time she looked at my mom and she said, you got it. You got it. And I got accepted. Uh, and oh. it was just like amazing. So yeah. y'all, that's the spiel. I love my mama. Love my mama. <laughs> shout out to Miss Edmund. Yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to Miss Edmund. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to be ultra petty, give like her whole government name, but I know she'd kill me if I did. So I'm not she would. She, she would kill me. She would kill me. And she would kill me. <laughs> Double edged sword. Double edged sword. Double edged sword. Down between the bone and the marrow. Mm-mm. Okay, so you know you currently go to. Uh, where do you go to school? Um, a school in Forceville. Yeah, Forceville, Maryland. Can we get like the name of it? Oh my gosh! I don't want to give our whole school out there. Okay. My place of attendance. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm not gonna push you. No way. Oh, okay. So let me tell you, you are like your father, very secretive. <laughs> I can't. I can't escape that. I your dad. Escape. Your dad is a secretive person. Yeah. He. 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 I don't know if he's secretive. He just like keeps things to himself. Mm-hmm. That's you. I don't, That's I don't know if he's secretive because being a secret would be like intentionally. I think he just reserves information. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right, all right, right. We gotta, we gotta get serious. We gotta get serious because this yeah, is yeah. so much fun. Okay, so you, I think 
I don't even know what year it was. I know it wasn't 2011. I think it was, was it your sophomore year that your, I don't want to say your life, but like your spirit influence almost like blew up because uh, I think it was your sophomore year. I think you ended up writing a song called Change. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I heard about it, I, <laughs> I was, what year did that song come out? Okay, so here's the thing. I wrote that in ninth grade. Wow. I wrote that the year before mm-hmm. um, for a class project. Right. And then um, the year later for the Black History performance at my school, I performed it. Right. And then I was like, okay, this, this, is, this is a song and this is a good song. And it's the first time I'd ever performed my original music in front of people. And so I had no idea how they were gonna react and people like really liked it. And so after that, um, the pandemic hit and everything shut down. And then we were seeing all like the stuff happening in the world, the social injustices, all that. And I couldn't go out because I didn't want to put my family at risk for like COVID-19 and stuff, right? So I was like, I got to do something. Like, I can't just sit here and not do anything. And so music is my way of like communicating with the world and just like letting people hear what I have to say. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what if I like write a song or like I put the song out that I have because it just like the change was such a it was just so right for that moment you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it was just so like like it just related to that that time and I felt like it could do some good in the world right so I put it out and then no I posted it on TikTok first and then it did nothing it got like 200 views and I was like okay cool that's it but then I reposted it <laughs> and that was like then people started to see it and then Stuff started to change. So it came out during the panorama. Yeah, during the panorama. I, I give the pandemic so many different names. Panorama, <laughs> Patricia, everything. It just start with a piece. I heard Pandemic Lovato. <laughs> I heard Pandemic Lovato one time and I kind of lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> pandemic Lovato. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out, it came out in June. Of 2020, June of 2020. Okay, all right. Okay, so I'm in my master's and I was still like, the pandemic hit, I was still in my master's. So, all right. I actually thought that thing came out almost two years ago, but I could be wrong. So it came out during the pandemic, right? And then all of a sudden, like you said, you posted on TikTok, you know, you you kept at it, of course. And then yeah. it blew up. So then when did you know that this became so much more right like you posted this song and then I guess like when did people start asking like who wrote this song how can we get this song when will it be on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify yeah um I think the moment I realized it be it was the song the message of the song and the song in general was just bigger than I thought it was was when I started to get like an influx of like dms on instagram and the thing is i wasn't allowed to have instagram until like ninth grade so i was very I, i'm still relatively new to like learning stuff i i know most of it and I, and I got most of it down but just like my parents my dad was crazy and he was trying to he's very protective of me and my my gifts and he wants me to like grow in the way that is safe and so um i 
like looked at the requests, you know, the like blue bar at the top of Instagram where it says like, you have this many requests. So mm -hmm. I tapped on it and all these messages of like people saying your song is amazing. Your song really helped me. It really voiced what I what I was thinking, what, how I was feeling. Um, your voice really just, it carries so much emotion. I realized like, wow, this is like, this reached way more people than I thought it ever would. And it, 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 the message of it, I knew it wasn't, cause it wasn't about me. It was about the message. And my sole purpose of like writing the song and playing it out was so that the message would like reach people. And I'm just so grateful that it did. So then when did you, cause you know, your father, <laughs> bless his soul. He loves, like you said, he loves his boy so much. Um, he posted your interview, I think with, I don't know if it was USA Today or Good Morning America. Uh, NBC. NBC. NBC, right? So you got interviewed by one of the most amazing broadcasting net shows. Net, yeah. net, uh, Shout out to Miss Mallette Green. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then like, how, like, what was that like? You know, you, you put out the song, you have an influx of followers and people who are now inspired by the song, which have sort of boosted your spirit influence and then all of a sudden you are on tv on nbc being interviewed for this song yeah how did that happen and like what was your reaction when you got the request how did you feel doing the interview and then what did you feel like once it was completely over okay um when i first got the um offer to do it it was actually from one of the um, it was actually from miss because miss mallet and miss mallet green her daughter and i go to school together okay and so she was like hey my mom like she likes your like your song and she like wants to do a segment on it and i was like hmm huh like i was just a little i was, I was in shock because like, i was like 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 me like my, my song and so then I was like, sure, like, okay. And then um, she reached out to me and she was like, yeah, so I, I love your song. I love the inspire. I love the message behind it. And I want to like interview you. And so then when I'm in the process of doing either a performance or I'm in the process of doing like, like something that's like, like, like dream affirming for me, like that's related to music. I don't ever realize what's happening until after it's over. And so I was in the moment of like doing this, like interviewing and I was talking to her on, on Zoom in this room. And then um, we were just talking more and more and she asked me questions, asked me to sing a little bit, asked me to do the segment piece to transition into it. And then um, she was like, all right, well, it's gonna be up and thank you. So then that was it. And I don't remember what she said or when it was gonna come up, but I just remember like, her saying it's gonna it's gonna be up this day. So look at the news. And so we're like looking at the news. And I think like I was in bed and my mom's like, Christian! <laughs> Christian, come here! Christian, come here. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? You know, like sleepy. I'm like, what? She's like, you're on the news. And so then I'm like looking at myself and I'm like, Wow, that's me. Like, like, I'm like looking at me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is me on the news. <laughs> and it was just so surreal just 
seeing myself and then like people started reaching out to me like you were on the news Christian did you know that you're on the news and I was like yeah yeah and people I hadn't seen in like years people from camps were talking to me old school teachers were reaching out to me so I just felt I, I keep saying this but I just felt really grateful because it was just like that's what I want my music to do is reach people and like touch people in a way that like helps them feel heard and like makes makes change and in, in no matter if I'm talking about like love or something something else you know I just really want it to I want my music to make people feel less alone and like their voices are being heard. So I just felt really grateful. So then how did it make, <clears throat> no, let me not say that. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I had that, but you know, that's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so, so I know you're a father. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna say this throughout the whole podcast, like y'all like, and uh, honestly, like Christian and I are literally like almost like siblings in a way, if I could like correctly say that. Um, not just because we just grew up <laughs> together almost, but like everywhere his father went, he was there. If my mama was invited somewhere, I was there with her and we would mm-hmm. run with each other, right? But your mm-hmm. father is a national <clears throat> gospel artist who goes by the name of Javon Emmett. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he released his debut album, A Heart of a Worshipper, on November 11th, 2011. Uh, six years later, I believe in October or no, I believe in February, he released his uh, sophomore debut, Agape Eros. Right. Um, and you know, he has won national awards such as the DMV Gospel Awards. Uh, I think there's another award called Rhythm Award. I, he, he did the, the he's, he's won some awards. He's won some awards. Yeah. <laughs> like if you could see room, you could just see him, right? Um, and so, you know, you're you're sort of living under that microscope in a way, right? And you know, you you witnessed your father's ministry since you were probably born, but you witnessed it explode off in 2011. And then you witnessed it again in 2017 with Agape Eros. And now you're here, um, almost exploding in a way with this platform that God has given you. How does it feel knowing that you are going in a complete different realm of music than he is. And like, has that, has that <clears throat> caused somewhat people to ask questions like, well, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you just want to do what your father does? You know? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Mind you, I have not written these questions down. I usually write my questions down. And, you're you know, good. So these are <laughs> You're good, you're good. Um, yeah, my father and I, I'm never gonna be able to escape the fact that we're so similar. I'm never gonna be able to escape that fact. We both sing, we both look alike. I mean, like like we, we, we are very, we are very similar in a lot of ways. But I think that 
the way that he connects with the world and the way that he chooses to share his messages is through gospel music. And I love that. And I love that for him. He, he's reached, he's touched so many hearts. He's, he's, he's been able to, to speak to people through, through that lens. And I've just found that like my base in what I, I've always written is pop. Mm-hmm. And, and like that, that's where I land. And people used to like, tell me that that wasn't cool or like pop is just generic. But, but I, I was like, I'm good at this. And I love, and I love pop music. And I love making like, like music that talks about love and talks about heartbreak. Cause I'm like a teenager who goes through stuff. <laughs> and, and, and music is my way of talking about that stuff. And so it, it, I've had people ask me if I wanted to do gospel music. And it's not that, and you know, maybe one day, maybe one day I will, but just not now, just cause I know that that's not necessarily the area that I want to go into. And it's, and I, I just, my dad's doing his thing and I'm doing mine, but we're still together, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I, I can attest to that, you know, um, I've seen, I saw this video you posted, you posted it way back. So I think in either the beginning of 2021 or maybe it was 2019 mm-hmm. uh, of you singing one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite gospel artists. Um, I think y'all started singing. It was some song by Byron Cage. Oh, say yes by Byron Cage. Yeah. Um, say- yeah, still saying. Shout out to COTG, Children of the Gospel, the best choir in America right now. Um, that's my choir. And it's my last year with them because I'm a senior. So we have a performance coming up soon. Yeah, but um, I, I, I simply love that. That choir is just amazing. I will, I, I will say that I've learned so much from, that, from being in that choir. Um, I got into it through someone at McNamara and I've just like the McNamara community is just cool. But um, I, I just, I love it so much. And um, I mean, I've had endless opportunities. I've performed at the Kennedy Center with them. I have performed at, 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 at uh, uh, just the Norwegian Embassy. I've performed at so many, so many cool places because of that. And they really, that choir really helps and strengthens your musicianship and your, your solo voice, your ensemble voice in your ear. Like that, that choir is, is just simply amazing. So speaking, since, since we're talking about voice now, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, your father's voice is more of like a mixture of Jonathan McReynolds, a mixture of, I want to say Israel Houghton. Okay. And I feel like it's also a mixture of like maybe Michael Bublé, even though he's not a god. <laughs> <laughs> that last part is so hey, Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I say that because you know, he's in gospel, but, you know, he is very much almost like a Kirk Franklin because he does not stay in the box, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. he, his first album was extremely worship, right? Like, I want that album out. I think my CD player stopped working for a while. <laughs> you know, I wore it out. It was my favorite. But then he came out with Agape Arrows. And, you know, to someone like me who I, you know, was expecting a little more of the first CD, I was shocked, <laughs> right? And I was like, this is completely different. Completely different. It went from pop 
to quartet, to worship ballad, a love ballad, another love ballad, to uh, so I think like another pop song, right? Or jazz. And, you know, so then how do you yourself, like how, you completely like you say just went into pop music right um and like how is it that you what's what's the question i'm looking for this is kids this is why you always write down your questions (laughs) um you know how is it that with your upbringing in gospel music you or how can I how can I say is since the gospel uh, is your foundation of what you were born and raised in, how mm-hmm. has that in a way helped you with honing in on wanting to be a pop singer? Yeah. Um, my dad does it all the time, and I've come to see it too. Some of the best singers come out of church. Yeah, who you telling? One of the best singers come out of church, right? Uh-huh. And so being in those spaces that I was able to be immersed in music at such a young age, that really, that really, it, it showed me that like, wow, like such, such amazing singers can come from, from this place of like, of like community and this place of, of just like uh, being together. And so I've, I've been in music for, for as long as I've been alive. I've never not sang and I've never not wanted to do music and I've never not thought that I wasn't going to do music. And so I, I think that being, being raised in, in gospel, it's definitely helped with my, my, my ear. It's definitely helped with my, my, my knowing how to, how to communicate with an audience and like really speak to them because you you got to know how to do that in, in gospel music and you got to also know how to improvise do all this other stuff and so i just think that i think that me my foundations in, in gospel have just helped me just tremendously just with with the genre and field i'm going into yeah boy you just you just smart <laughs> Thank you. I feel like Amy right now. You were smart. You were important. <laughs> My God. Y'all, the stuff that's coming out of this boy's mouth. I'm not prepared. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not. All right. So you are what? You are the oldest of do you have any siblings? Yeah. Yes, I have siblings. I do. My <laughs> little brother. Love him to love him to death, literally love him with all my heart. And so he he is my he we 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 fight, but we it's but less, <laughs> but less now, but less. And I love him and I and I love him to death. Yeah. Now he goes to the same high school you go to, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. your parents got that good discount. <laughs> yeah, they were like one pickup, one drop off. That's how we gonna do it for the, these. Like, and it, but it's sad because we went to school. We went to we stopped going to school for like two years together. No, 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 no. Ever since from middle school to like my tenth grade year, we didn't go to the same school. And then last year was the pandemic, so we would have been in school together. But you know the pandemic, and so now, um, yeah, I mean. I, I like being in school with him. I'm more protective of him now, I think. 
now that we're in the same space, just cause I'm always like making sure he's okay. And I'm making sure that he's, he's, you know, getting his, his work done and making sure that he's, you know, okay with, with, with school. And I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like I've taken over that and I need to back off. Cause he, I know he's always like, can you just leave me alone just for two seconds? Just leave me alone and let me do my thing. Cause I will say on like the first, during the first week of school, I was going into his classes like, hey, <laughs> and embarrassing him. But yeah, it, it's been okay, so let me Let me say, if my brother went to my high school. So, okay, y'all. So Chris is not going to tell you the name of the school and I'm not going to either out of respect. Okay. But his high school is my alma mater. And we just going to leave it at yeah. that. All right. His high school is my alma mater. I feel like I helped raise him, even though I didn't send him there. I, I practically told his mother, send him there. It's a great <laughs> school and it got everything he needs. Send him. Right. And she took my advice and she sent him. So I'm proud. Right. But I feel like, you know, I wanted my brother to go to my school, too, so I could do everything that you, you said you did. Uh, and my brother knew. He was like, no. He said, because if I go, you're going to be overbearing. You're going to just walk up in the class just to see how I'm doing. He said, I don't want that. He said, and also, he said, I'm not an artsy person like you. I like science and math and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So he went to his school. And, you know, my alma mater, your high school, is, it's becoming a STEM school, but it started off as a performing arts school, you know. Um and I said all that to ask, you know, your brother, is he artsy like you or is he more like athletic and like mathematics? Yeah, um, we are polar opposites, polar, like South and North Pole. <laughs> um, he is very much the, um, I'm gonna stay reserved to myself and I'm gonna go shoot these basketballs and catch these footballs and keep it pushing. And I am the very outgoing thespian and I'm always like talking to people and doing music stuff. And so the dynamic there, it's very interesting because we are very much opposite, but we, we still, we still find time to connect and we still find time to be brothers and just, you know, just, just, just have fun. Awesome. Okay. So now you are, so now, you know, change has opened up all these doors for you. You know, you have posted online more than once. You have met Broadway actors. You have met uh, music producers. Some people who have even produced your own father's music. You have met radio hosts. Um, and, you know, you've posted more than once um, that you are in the process of cooking up some, you know, mm, mm, mm. you're in the process of cooking up something new. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. And so uh, I'm, without giving too much detail, mm -hmm. this new song, what is the, the background of it? Or, you know, like, how did it come to be? And what do you expect of this song? Okay. Um... So this, this song, it's called I Can Fix You. And it- That sounds like an R&B song. 
it's it's pop it's pop r&b it's it sounds pop. like a song um it sounds like a song Trey songs would sing. <laughs> Please, listen, boy, listen to me. Listen, <laughs> listen. Okay, so um, the background of it, I'm. Let me just tell you how it started. Mm-hmm. So, I was on Snapchat, and through TikTok and through Change, I met like a bunch of musicians. The musician um pool on TikTok is relatively small. Like, like, like the people who create. And people who who are singers, we all support each other. It's very different from the other, I don't want to say sides of TikTok, because there are no really sides of TikTok, just like different communities that make different stuff. Like there's like music community, there's drawing art, yada, yada, yada. Um, so the music community, we are very, very supportive of each other. And I am grateful for that. I met a bunch of cool people. And one of the people I met, his name is JJ. And so we, I was scrolling on Snapchat and then JJ was playing this like guitar loop on on his his um snap story and he was like somebody write to this and i heard it and i was instantly hooked and i was like oh my gosh this is beautiful can you please send this to me i literally like i i've never typed faster i was like please send this to me please send this to me and so he sent me the audio file and so i i produced my own music right so i like put it into my um my 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 software and i started to mess around with it and the inspiration just came from this relationship I was in and it was terrible for me. It was terrible, complete and utter trash, but good heartbreak. What is it? Break, break your, what is it? Break your heart for your art. Is that what it is? The song break your heart and this a broken heart is good for your art. Is that the saying? I don't know, but look, that broke, that broken heart got me some bops. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That broken heart really got me a few, a few, a few bangers. Yeah. I like I like that. That sounds like a good phrase. This broken box got me, this broken heart got me some bops. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um I was just able to just I stayed in that relationship because everyone was telling me to leave that relationship. Everyone. And the reason I stayed, I was like, there's good in them. I I I see the good in them. I, I can fix them. And that was my mistake. I should never be in a relationship and no one should ever be in a relationship to be someone's therapist unless you're getting paid like hello and so you know I was um I was in that relationship and I was thinking to myself like wow I'm really in this relationship because I'm trying to fix them but it's and it was so detrimental to me and it ended I ended up helping them but we ended up like breaking up and so it, it was like after they had left me they were living this entire life with someone else and I just like the things I had like helped them through and like helped them like realize that was wrong. They were living it out with someone else and I was really hurt. And so this song just talked about that whole, that whole journey of like you being with someone who isn't any good for you, but you stay with them because you think you can fix them. So basically you had like a Taylor Swift moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. Okay, side question. Do your parents know about this relationship that you had? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh my gosh, please, please. Okay, I'm acting like an older brother. Like, you know, mom, you know your daddy. You you know daddy. I do. But they know about it, yeah. And they and the 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 way they found out more, like, because they knew that I was like struggling at that time. And all my friends knew I was struggling at that time. But um, yeah, it was just like terrible mm. and i'm just i'm grateful i'm grateful that i went through it i would never do it again 
but um, I'm grateful that I went through it just because I feel like the way that I perceive love is different. The way that I perceive relationships is different. The way that I, I go about like finding the quote unquote one is just different because I never, and of course, you know, there's, you're never going to find the perfect person, but I never want to go into a relationship having to think that I have to fix someone. Mm. Yeah. That, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> you never want to do that because either two things are going to happen. Either they're going to burn you out. Yeah. Or what they're going through and what they're dealing with and all their antics and all their spirits going to get on you. And then you're going to be somebody that everybody else is not going to recognize. Exactly. And the, and the first option is what happened to me. I just was burnt out. And I was like, I can't do this no more. Like, I just simply can't. And it was like, it, it hurt. And the thing is, it hurt me so much because I was so infatuated. And like, just, it felt good to, to have that person. But I I had to realize like, for my own mental health, I can't keep doing this. And we were just going in circles. And so for my own sanity and like the own, my own progression as a human, I can't stay here. Like this isn't good for me and it's not good for you. And you don't realize that it's not good for you, but I'm realizing that it's not good for me. And I just need to like break off and break away. Boy, you, you are you sure you in the right profession? Because you sound like a pastor and um <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. At the same time. <laughs> I'm not gonna put that on it because your daddy, your daddy and your mama are the pastors. They got that ministry down pat. They got that ministry. They, they got it down pat. Okay. Yeah. I have seen your mother in an instant give a word. And she's just trying to sit back and just enjoy whatever's happening. And the Lord's like, mm, yeah, no, there you go. Right. I have seen it. So they got that down back. Um, so what is next for Christian Inman? Well, what's next for Christian Inman is, and hopefully EP. I was going to ask that, okay? I was literally... I was trying not to ask that question, but I wanted to ask that question, okay? Yeah, I'm working on it. And um, what's crazy is all the songs are done. Like, they're all finished. I just have to record them. And the reason I haven't recorded it is just because, one, it's like the minute I put it out, I know, like, I'm not gonna give you the name. I'll let you know after this. I'm gonna give you the name after this. Okay. But I know like after I put it out, that's gonna be the end of, I'm ending that, not gonna, that's gonna be the end, I'm ending that era of my life. And I'm like. Are you talking about like you're ending that music era? Of no, 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 no. Okay. I'm ending ever, ever, ever mentioning that situation ever again. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like after, cause it's, it's all, it's like the progression of what happened. And this song may or may not be in the EP, but. Um, well, here's my question. Is the song Change gonna be on the EP? See, I feel like Change, change had its moment and Change, it, it, it did what it needed to do and the one thing I don't want to do 
is ever because that song isn't about me right that song isn't about my life but as a black person in america i can relate to the the feelings of, of like needing change in the world right but that song isn't about like like my life and i don't want to be selfish i feel like it would be selfish of me to to do that because that song it's just not about that right and it's not about that 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 narrative and that story it happened i wrote it during that time i was in that relationship but it wasn't about that and i don't think it would be good for me to put that back in to the narrative when i don't think it, it just doesn't fit I understand. I understand. So you possibly are producing your own EP at this moment. Um, We don't know. Is there a release date in your head or like maybe sometime next year for this EP or no EP. We will see. <laughs> I can't tell you everything. I can't tell you everything, but we gonna see. We gonna see. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I'm definitely working on it, and I'm definitely, you know, um, I, I I love the songs, and they've grown a special place in my heart. And it's just me sharing that those songs. It's gonna be like me, like letting my child perform for the world. <laughs> and I'm like, all right now, go ahead, go ahead. You you got it. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing amazing. Just just go out there and do your thing. And so I just- like your mother, like your <laughs> mother has done that more than once, okay? Ah, oh, Lord, she's definitely thrown me out there like sing, go sing, go sing. Yeah, I have but- seen it where, I don't know, you were probably young, I think, this video came out in like 2008, 2009. You, your brother, and your daddy at, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if y'all still go to this church, but I think it was Harvest Word Church with Dr. Hear the word, hear the word Bible. Hear the word Bible Church, I'm sorry. Hear the word Bible Church with uh, Pastor Thomas. And um, you are on a piano, you are playing, right? You just, you really playing this song called, um, We dance, we dance. Yeah, there, I could not get the word out. You can see me thinking the song, right? Oh, really? Oh, wow. The like, I can really, I, I could hear the song in my hair. I can't get the words out. And I've, I'm, I'm watching it, and I know your mother's probably the one that was like, "Go sing with your daddy," right? <laughs> no, my dad was like, my dad was like, we should sing together. And the thing is, I was always gravitated towards. If any time I got to sing, I was like, all right, let me come sing, because. I just, I love to sing. It's just my, I just love it. And then you put me a mic, put a mic in my face, like put a mic in my face, put some equipment in the piano. Let me just make some music. But um, my brother was the one who my mom was like, go sing, you you can do it. And my brother can sing. It, and it annoys me so much. Cause I like, he can sing. He just chooses not to, but it's okay. See, it's okay. you and me are in the same boat. My brother's the same way. Um, he's gotten better from getting over his nerves. But like my whole family can sing, even my daddy, you know, uh, my dad can sing. A lot of people, you know, sadly they have spoken some horrible things over him and I think it's gotten to him. But my father can sing. Like if I were to write out a song, hear the parts of my head, I, I can't write out the music notes and stuff. I can't do that, but I could write out who need to sing what, what need to be wearing, whatever. I could give it to him and say, you need to sing this part. 
right here, right? So like, I, I understand my whole family can sing. I get it. My father and my brothers are the ones that they, they're like, mm, no, I'm going to leave that to it's you. No one to, and, it, and it's okay because it's not his ministry and it's not yeah. his, you know, it's not his area of expertise. <laughs> and I'm not, and I, you know, I would never want him to be like, come Christian, come play in this basketball game with me. Like, no, you can, you can, that's your, that's your area. Yeah, I'm not trying to get no scrapes and bruises and be so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay over there and I'll stay over here. <laughs> we're, we're good. We are good. We are good. <laughs> so I am going to almost wrap this up because I don't want to keep you long. You look like you're doing social distance learning today with um, your school, you know, because they do do that. Uh, no, um, today we don't have school because I'm a senior. And so all the other grades are taking the PSAT. And because it's senior season, I don't have to. Amen. I remember those days. I remember those days. Even though I still took the PSAT, even when I was a senior. (laughs) I remember those days. I don't don't even think they offer it for us. But I mean, I just, I'm just, um, I'm, yeah. No. Okay. So like you said, you're a senior. So... You are about to graduate. You will be the class of 2022 mm-hmm. in May, right? Oh, you, I promise you, sir, you and I are on the same boat too. Like you're graduating high school in 2022. I'm graduating my master's program in 2022. Oh, congratulations. From, also from your mother's alma mater. Yes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Yes. And so, um, so you're going to graduate. What, and I'm a big proponent for school and education and, you know, going for higher learning. Are there any schools in uh, your eye that you apply to? Um, I've, I've known you've been applying to schools because, hello, you have, you're smart. <laughs> and your mom and daddy aren't going to let you not do that. Um, <laughs> what schools have you applied to and have they gotten back to you, you know? Um, so I'm looking at, you know, um, and don't at, give me no surface answers to, sir. Okay. I'm looking at, um, okay. I'm going to school for music. Right. And, but I'm not going for voice. I'm going for production because I'm, I am, I want to be an, more of an entrepreneur and I already sing and I can get a vocal coach, but what I really want to do is be self-sufficient in the terms of like helping people make music and helping myself make music. Cause I feel like if I can be self-sufficient in that area and music production and know how to like arrange and use a board and use like logic and use pro tools and stuff like that, then I'll be on my way. Um, ooh, it's like, what is happening? Okay, all right. Ooh, what in the world? Okay, um, anyway. Um, I mean, let's see, if at this point, if you want to put on um, your phone, talking to your microphone, yeah. you can. <laughs> give, me, give, give, me, give me a second. Okay, Lord, oh my gosh. Are they cleaning something? Can you hear me? 
I sure can, and I don't know what that noise is, but I don't hear it no more. Okay, cool. I'm using my mic. Um, oh well. Anyway, um, so I'm looking at Berkeley College of Music. That's my top, 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 top of the tip top choice. Um, in uh, in Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I took a trip to Boston with the school when they did um their fine arts competitions. Mm-hmm. And I went and oh my God, it was amazing. I didn't get to tour the school, sadly, but the school itself is just so big and it's just, I love, it's so I love it so much. I love, I, I, I visited there and I just felt at home. I felt like I found my people. I felt like I could talk the same language as them. Um, it was it was just so nice to be surrounded. And I was just on the tour. And I, I didn't even talk to like some of the students there. I just talked to people who, who were interested in the school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love Berkeley. Berkeley's looking, looking nice. And if I get in, I'm definitely going. But um, I'm looking at um, NYU, I'm looking at Drexel, I'm looking at other colleges. But yeah, Berkeley is my number one. You said Drexel? Mm-hmm. University? Mm-hmm. They have this really cool um, co-op program. I'm not going to get too much into it, but yeah, they got some cool stuff. They got cool stuff. They got cool stuff. Okay. What about, have you thought about looking into like conservatories? Yeah. And I thought about it and, you know, for a lot of my life, I was doing musical theater and over this pandemic, my entire year just shifted and it was like music production, music production, music production. Like you need to go into music production. And I was like, whoa. This is like, we had never did this before. We just decided today was the day to, you know, change it all up. But um, I just, I, I still love musical theater, but I think that for where I want to go, I don't think the conservatory would be right for me. Just because they do a lot of classical music and they do a lot of like, and no shade of classical music. I love classical music. Um, but I just feel like for where I'm trying to go, it wouldn't be a step in the right direction for me. So then what, what is the ultimate goal, or as you said, you know, the step in what you're trying to make, what is that for Christian Inman as the artist? I got big dreams. I got big dreams. And I know I can achieve them. And that's the thing that keeps me it keeps me like, how do I say this? Music is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to say, I, of course, I, I, I want to do, like, do well, but I want to be one of the greatest to ever do it. I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to, like, I, music is what I want to do, but I want to be one of the best people who have ever, like, done, like, music. Like, my biggest goal is to just be, like, an international artist and just like have my music reaching people who I never thought it would reach. And so I I, I wanna, you know, I wanna dabble in 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 like um the music business. I wanna dabble in like being a part of like a marketing team, a PR team I wanna dabble in, but like music is just I just wanna be an artist who who can make music and and, and, and is doing well with their music. That, that's my, my biggest goal. 
I almost I almost felt like you was giving me a vague answer. And I almost felt like we were gonna have to pull some teeth for you to really answer this question. <laughs> it's just music. Okay. Music is what I've done all my life. You know, I've never known I've never known anything other than music. And it's like this whole experience of like me learning how to make my own music and learning my own sound, it's been like really solidifying in the fact that I'm supposed to be doing this. And um, I've never doubted myself on whether or not I was going to do music. It's just been a fact of like, you need to do it. Just go and do it. Because for a lot, of, a lot of time, I was just scared. No, I wasn't scared. No, yeah, I was scared. Yeah, I was, I was just scared. And I realized like, it's okay to be scared. Just get over it and go. Right, right, right. If, if, so I'm a Bible baby, so I'm, I'm about to give you Bible. <laughs> um, you said, you know, just, just do it, get over it and, and do it, right? Um, <laughs> I wrote a sermon. So I'm, I'm getting my master's in divinity. And so one of my classes is preaching ministry and I, we had to read Genesis 22. And if you don't know the story, it talks about God telling Abraham, go sacrifice your son, right? And so, you know, I, I'm writing out the sermon and God literally tells me, he's like, in order for me to do what it is that I promised you or that I made an oath to myself to do for you, you need to get over it and just do it, right? <laughs> and you say that, it made me think of that, like, just do it. You know, yeah. how many times in the, in the Bible we've seen God tell somebody to do something and they did it. Of course, we're going to revert right back to Abraham because he's the father of our faith. And, you know, he got up the next day and went to go kill his son, right? <laughs> and, you know, you just got to get up and do it. And, of course, there are going to be things that are going to hold you back. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be scared. You're going to be like, ugh. But yeah. it's like my yeah. uncle said, get up and do the doggone thing. Yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like if you're meant to do something, things will just align in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that like, I am incredibly grateful that I've had the opportunities I've had. And a lot of them have just really solidified the fact that I'm going on the right track and I'm moving in the right direction. And it's it's just crazy to me. Like the stuff I've just been able, the opportunities I've had, because never in my wildest dreams did I ever, okay, you know, like Liza Koshy, that, that whole thing that happened with Liza Koshy. And and like I I, I had opportunities with her. Uh -huh. She's the um, she like I, I, I things that I never thought would happen have happened. Mm. And so reflecting on that it's like you're moving in the right direction and if you just keep going things will just fall into place but you gotta you gotta one just keep going right and like stop comparing yourself to people because that was my problem for a long like when I first started I would compare myself a lot to people and I have friends who are like like making like millions of songs or getting millions of streams and they're like out here um performing at festivals and i would look at myself like dang i want to do that but then i realized like all of our journeys are different right and so 
like what is happening for you right now, that's not prohibiting it from happening to me. You, it's just happening to you right now. Mm-hmm. And if we just viewed like just life in general as more of a journey instead of a race, instead of having to like think that we have to, we, we have to be the first to do something. And it's cool to be the first to do something, but that we have to get there before someone. Like I would much rather cheer someone on than be spiteful of them. Mm. I don't want to, I don't, I, and that's just too much energy to just be jealous of what someone else has. For me, at least, I just think it's too much energy. And so I, I've got the habit of like cheer my friends on when they have release or cheer my friends on when they hit a million streams or cheer my friends on when they hit like 10,000 followers or cheer my friends on when they just hit a milestone because I, I just, it's just, I enjoy it so much more to see people succeed and see people like 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 getting their dreams because mm-hmm. it's like I'm just so happy. I'm just happy for people. I love people. Love people. Look, I I don't know how to say after that because that was just perfect. We just gonna end this episode. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, but before we get off. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, what is your social media? Do you have like a website that people can reach out to you and you know explore your website, your merchandise, or just download your music? Like how can how can people reach you? The best way to reach me is through Instagram, truly. And it's just Christian Inman music. That's my social media for TikTok, for Instagram. Uh, I don't use Twitter because it's too confusing. And I think I joined the game too late and I just don't have the energy to even learn it right now. So, um, but I use Instagram and TikTok at Christian Inman Music and all my music on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, it's all Christian Inman. All right. And then, um, is there a release date for this new single of yours? Yes, there is. It's actually, if this is coming out the 25th, it came out on October 22nd. So if this is coming out then, you all should go stream it because it's out now. So single comes out October 22nd. Mm -hmm. And because you're forcing me to put this out, this episode out October 25th. It's already out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys heard it first from here from Mr. Christian Inman, his new single, I Can Fix You, will be coming out October 22nd. By then, this episode um, with Christian Inman will be coming out three days later, October 25th. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again so much, sir. Uh, I want to thank your parents for allowing you to do this because I'm sure they ain't going to let you just interview with any old body. Um, and I'm excited for this new single. I'm excited for your future, okay? Thank you. Thank I'm excited. You. I'm just, I'm excited. And I just feel like a older brother, sibling, cousin that might cry. <laughs> Don't cry too much. Don't cry too much. Dramatic tears. <laughs> 
Well, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this segment of the Winning Season podcast. Look forward to October 22nd for Chris, for pop singer, R&B singer, future producer, Christian Inman's new single, I Can Fix You. Have a great one, guys. Peace out.